Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Susan Marino, CNIO at Hartford HealthCare. In this segment, Marino talks about the tools her team is leveraging to make sure workflows are helping clinicians, not burdening them. The early challenges she faced in securing a seat for nursing at the leadership table, and the role she believes nursing will have as digital health becomes a bigger priority. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. I guess that touches too on things like um, trying to prevent things like fatigue and burnout and, and really right. uh, trying to stay on top of these things as best you can. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure we did any favors with rollout of a big <laughs> epic system right. uh, in the last few years. I know that has meant taking on a lot of extra learning, uh, much focus, at the same time trying to be focused on, on patient care. Uh, that's very difficult, and I think that has been a, a strain on, on our staff, yeah. um, leadership, as well as bedside caregivers, our physicians. Uh, so it's something that we continue to look at, and again, talking about getting to that optimization and efficiency stages where we now go back in and make sure that we're really trying to uh, lessen the the documentation, pro the number of clicks. How how can we make uh, viewing the whole record and what's happening with the patient on a day-to-day -day basis better? How can we deliver dashboards that are going to help provide data um, at a quick visual glance to be sure that um, when things are well or things that are not well, things that are declining um, are very obvious and that we can pick up on things quickly. Right. And certainly um, decision support, making sure that uh, wherever we can we provide information that drives um, best practice decision making and care for our patients um, across the system. Right. And then on top of all this, it's, it's cost savings, reducing costs is always part of everything, so making sure that um, people are being used in the most efficient way possible, so another Absolutely. thing to consider. So, so we partner with our EPIC analysts, the builders. Uh, we also um, connect with our, our lean senseis. We have um, a large department that um, as we begin looking at different components of, of our records, of our technologies, we like to do a, a deep dive workflow analysis looking at how does each individual um, align. Um, we use swim lanes, use our A3 tools. Um, how do we make sure that from a, a lean perspective, do we look at that workflow and make sure that the tools are available for our clinicians at the right time, at the right place, um, and are not burdening um, their practice, but really helping them and assisting them? Right. Now, looking a little bit at, you, at your career path, uh, one thing that you said that, that really stuck out to me in the beginning was that there's no blueprint for the CNIO role, which is <laughs> definitely true. And, mm -hmm. and looking back at your own journey, it looks like, from what I'm, you, you rose up through the ranks, and um, mm -hmm. how, I guess I would say, how would you say that you did come to this position? Um, obviously, the, the transformation of the organization has something to do with it, but um, was mm -hmm. it, I guess, like, how would you uh, really characterize um, that path you took? Sure. Uh, yes, you're right. There wasn't really um, a degree in nursing informatics or a certification at that time. It really wasn't even titled 
tell you the truth, we even at the at the beginning, um, my goal and and what I was being charged to do by, and and, and amazingly at that point in time was my current CNO and um, the CIO at Harvard Hospital saying, you know, we we want to move forward with our clinical systems and we need someone to help us translate. We have folks who can who can build, but we don't have a clinician that understands the words that doesn't that doesn't understand the workflow and how those connections need to be made so that as we build that that we have something that absolutely works for um, patients and and clinical workflow so that's how it started that how, how that conversation started and so actually my first system implementation was a food and nutrition system and and I'll never forget the day I I went to the project team meeting uh, and folks were sitting around the table and I introduced myself and my new role and they said, well, why, why would we need a nurse to help us build our food and nutrition system? Right. So, so I went through you know, my, my discussion around how the nurses are at the bedside, they're with the patient, they talk to the family, they see how the patient's intake and outputs are being impacted. Um, help work with the the types of diseases that patients have that that implicate the type of diets that patients should be on, and um, you know their fluid balance, their hemodynamics, all impacted by nutrition um, yeah. and how important that was to order the right things, to provide the right food and and fluids at the right time. It was about the team, really, that there was no one clinician type that didn't need to be part of that um, environment for the patient. And, and that's where it started, really. Um, we, we were before electronic order entry at that point, and so things just grew from there. We, we started bringing on additional analysts. I was you know, put in a manager position to continue building the team. And then a director position, um, and I and I balanced at at that point actually not only an informatics director role, but as well an operational position with building a central staffing office and a float pool. Uh, but that gave me the chance of a dual role where not only I that I had the team and the personnel, but I also brought in the. Um, workforce scheduling technology and um, other key technologies to help understand how best to see those staffing challenges and changes throughout the day, how to do that electronically, how to give staff the opportunity to do self-scheduling so that they could do things that were best for them, but also that would meet the needs of the organization, and how do we tie that then with bed planning so that, that we had a central staffing area that would bring up what patient movement we had during the day and where were our key staffing needs going to be and how would we um, make that work for the organization. So the technology and the role came along side by side and again I was very fortunate um, in working with some great leaders throughout the years and it was a natural next step for me to to, um, to join the, the executive leadership team as we began our epic journey. Right. I'm sure that's something like being able to make their own schedule. It's not necessarily a, a huge undertaking, but it can make a significant difference for the nurses, for the staff. 
Sure, and, and certainly there were areas where they really adopted it. There were, there were some areas that pushed back that, that didn't really feel it was necessary to do it electronically. So, you know, there are the early adopters that you help make the case for, and, and they, they would take that um, system and run with it. They really helped us in developing how, how to make it really efficient, uh, how to make it work for the staff. It, it's tough. It's tough work. You know, you have to get over the bumps, but, but they were proud uh, of being able to be part of that and, and then the data available to really um, make your staffing decisions much more quickly, better decisions, more timely, and more efficient. Right. It's interesting that you had that experience sort of early along the way with uh, having to kind of make, make the case for nursing representation, and I, I think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to as far as, you know, really demonstrating why it's so critical to have nursing at that table, at that decision-making table. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that took time. It took patience. It was, you know, one step at a time, one win at a time. And as, as I was able to bring technology and engage folks in developing those technologies and getting the adoption it would just make the case for, okay, what's the next project and who needs to be there to help make sure, you know, our projects were successful. So certainly as we did that, informatics became a, a regular player when uh, our software was being, decision-making was happening. Uh, we would be the ones to, to go and, and do vendor searches and, and visiting other sites to look at how our vendors were integrated um, into practice and, and how the project went so that we could certainly um, look at what the pros and cons were for whatever we were trying to do an analysis for. And, and certainly just over time, building that reputation and the confidence in the organization of the talent that our informatics staff had um, in moving us forward in digital health. Right. Right. And as we really start to see digital health take shape, which I think it sounds like it's just um, you know, starting to become really high priority for a lot of organizations, it, it will be interesting to see how it does uh, impact the role of, of nursing. Absolutely. It's exciting, really. You know, I think we've watched the challenges of our workforce. You know, there's, there's safety issues, there's physical injury, there's the, the, the length of the day, the, the complexity of the care. Um, there's just so many opportunities where um, technology can, can help, but we can't make it a burden. So it's really important that we have individuals who understand how to to put those programs in place, how, how to work through the workflow challenges, how to make sure you have a team representing uh, the, the space and the topics that are, are critical to, to understanding the technology, understanding the patients, understanding our physicians, supporting our physicians. Um, and, and that's what we do. That's what I spend a lot of time is really making sure our informatics analysts our CMIOs uh, have the ability to, to um, engage in professional development, to um, go to the conferences where they can be, you know, educated. We have some of our, our staff that are certified in EPIC. We have physician builders. So we're really excited about what's coming and, and how our clinical staff have been able to grow and learn along with the, the new technologies coming. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it is going to be really exciting, and 
it's going to be a really interesting thing to to watch unfold. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know that um, we've certainly touched on a lot. Um, I think this is, and again, this is really valuable for CIOs, CMIOs, for all, all leaders to hear this perspective. So thank you so much for taking some time to talk about what your organization is doing. Oh, I totally appreciate uh, you asking me to do this, and thank you. It, it's it's been extremely rewarding. Um, again, I'm I'm humbled by the opportunity that I've been given within my organization, or, or earned, with, and and just the people that I work with every day. Um, it's it's great to be able to say, especially after 20, 30 years within the organization, that that I really enjoy what I do, and I really look forward to where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like to touch base with you again down the road. I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more to talk about in the next in the, Absolutely. In the next year. Absolutely. Oh, great. Right. Thank you, Kate. I appreciate it. Sure, sure, sure thing. And uh, yeah, I definitely like like to speak again and hopefully meet up with you at some point. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts. Visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.